0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Royal Blue Podcast. It's uh, Thursday, it's me, Greg O'Keefe, the Evan Editor, Phil Kirkbride, Evan Correspondent, the Gareth Barry of the podcast as ever, Big Gamma Buckland, and Big Daddy, Tony Scott.
1: <laughs> We've
0: got um, another young blue in the world, and uh, a current member of this podcast team, who watched Saturday's game in City in slightly different circumstances than usual. So,
2: Yeah, I was, um, obviously should have been at Everton City, but... Um... Mrs. was expecting on the on the date. So um, we were due to be in Armscale Hospital. So we have our little one just to start things off. And credit to the midwife, she sent us home at three o'clock and we had to go back to the hospital for I am course to
0: survive, so it was
2: it was good, wasn't it No, but jokes aside. You
0: waited in, did you? Yeah, yeah, we
2: waited in. We had our little lads, um at me on
0: Saturday, um, eight twenty one PM. So great Saturday all round it was. Brilliant. And um He's a little fellow, isn't he? But he's doing well. Anthony James, Anthony James, and he'll be scoring the winner in the Merseyside derby in about 17 <laughs> years' time. He's got from, his kit already. Yeah, got the kit ready, yeah. So,
2: um, obviously, touching on Saturday, from what I've seen of it, um, while I've been Paul misses was having contractions in the um, in the living room. I've seen him um, Evan. have a good display, good defensive display, but you can see why. You can see why Ronald Koeman's adamant that this defence has been one of the best in the Premier League and he keeps heaping praise on it. And it's no, it's no reason why we're near to the top of the league than we are to the bottom in regards to Everton don't concede many goals. I think it's seen a fact enough as Sue that, that we only, we've only we only conceded one goal in per game this season. We haven't conceded more than one, Sounds game, one right. goal. Sounds So yeah. that's all credit to Koeman and his defensive coaching staff there. And that, that goes without saying that. If you keep clean seats or don't concede, then you've always got a chance when... Rom is on the other side of the pitch, and he, he, he duly obliged, isn't he? But the interesting fact is that obviously we were under the cost for large chunks of the game. But that's the fact of the matter. Is that's why we bought Yannick Balasi within one pump of the ball, one touch. we t- turned defence into attack within one touch. Balasi touched Lukaku in one nil, and that they're the reasons why we spent this much money on Yannick Balasi. Yeah, I
1: think I was having contractions. I said. <laughs> 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 I can I can only echo really what, what, what Tony's Tony's saying. Um I think to be fair on, on Friday you said Tony didn't you that you didn't want to see like our front race spread across the pitch, which yeah. I think happened in the first half in large parts of the game. Uh you want to see Belasi tight with uh, Lukaku yeah. And the one time in the game and that happened, he's he scared. scored. And I think like Bilassi, you know, he's an in and out player but you always know he's always going to do one or two things during the game that might make a difference, and he did that on Saturday. So I think that's probably the only thing he did, but he's both you know, and in, a, in a positive way yeah. that, that um, it led to the goal. It's quite you know, he did really well just to, to move across. I mean, the, I, I thought aside from that, I thought it panned out as I expected, four three today, keeping it tight. Um, the disappointing thing for me though. And and it's something that is unfortunately becoming a bit of a recurring theme. Is I, I I didn't like the goal we conceded. Now you can you can, you maybe overcritical, but I just thought it was a bit of a, a catalogue of errors from start to finish. That we we didn't clear the corner. We had like sort of three or four goals in it. Um, we had Oviedo playing right back. Yeah, now I'm assuming that's because, Seamus, if the ball's coming in from the left, Seamus is if he's if he's right. If he's normally the right back, if he's in the air, he can clear the ball easier than a left back. I him. that's why, why that was the case. Um, and Oviedo didn't, maybe because it's not his natural size, he sort of didn't keep an eye on at all on Silver. When you look at it again, he's yeah. sort of looking at the penalty area. He's not looking at Silver, which and so he doesn't get close to him. Uh, and the ball comes over, and by that time he'd be sort of become a little bit disorganised. So you've got a position where. Williams is standing where you'd expect. He also stands at the far post. Jags is standing where Coleman standing mm. at the near post, and you've got Gareth Barry in the middle of the with two City players. Yeah. Um, you, know, you know, disregarding the fact that it was a great, it was a great ball in, we just we, we didn't defend it very well. I think uh, when we had a lot of bodies in the box, and it was what I would say was completely out of context. To be fair, on the way we defended for the rest of the year. 90 minutes, but it just shows you at this level that like, you've got to keep keep concentrating for 90 minutes. And we still appear to have this little bit of a weakness with crosses that we were, you know, we, we spoke about most. You most ga- weeks last last season. so you, you guys were there.
2: We, we spoke about it pre on on the on last week's podcast. The fitness levels for Everton for the 90 minutes. How did you see the fitness levels of Everton players for the full 90 minutes?
0: I saw them, I've seen them improving mm. almost across the board. I still, I still think there's one or two who need to get up to scratch. Um, but generally, I think you can really tell now uh, the work. You know, Kuman feared they were only 70% ready before the season, didn't he? I think maybe I'd assess that they're getting more up to top 80s at the moment. I still think there's some way to go if you look at the way Tottenham, when they're on fire as a team, play in terms of the intensity that they took to City, for example. I don't think we replicated that in every area of the pitch. I think we did defensively in, in the sense of um, the centre midfield, Barry and Gay on the back four. Um, but I think we're getting there with moves. As I say, for me, I would say late 80s. Phil, what do you reckon?
3: Yeah, I, I just wonder whether in 12 months' time, if we're playing in the same game, in the same sort of circumstances, Oviedo is fit enough to be not only... Physically able to go and stop the cross, but also to do with your ment- mentality. Yeah. Isn't it? He's mentally tired, and so yeah. when you're physically tired, you lose concentration. And I think, you know, when Koeman's really and Young Klutenberg have got them where they want them, I'd be interested to see whether he stops that cross. I would, I
1: would wager a bet that he's, a, he's making a better effort at it anyway. Yeah, I mean, the whole team. To be <laughs> honest, yeah. me, there's been times, hasn't it, this season where you know there's been two players standing off, you know, players out. I think. Um, do you think some um, of it was early on,
3: the kind of maybe doubting? As much as I, I, I thought that Cooman's sort of public declaration that they were only 70, 70% fit was a real kind of good motivational tool for the game against Spurs, and I think it worked to an extent. But do you think some players have gone, well, you know, he's expecting me to press for 90 minutes, I'm going to have to hold something back here because I don't think I'm fit enough to do it properly. For ninety minutes, all the time, keep going. Now, do you think maybe that some of the players are not kind of get over the mental barrier of going? I've just got to back myself to keep running constantly for ninety for ninety minutes. And if I, if I blow up yeah. at eighty, that so be it. He'll take
1: me off. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. I think um yeah, I think also with, you know. You are playing a different style of play, full stop. I And if you're playing a different mm. style of play, it needs more fitness, doesn't it, compared to what? So like, play, I mean, so. like a boxer, you know you can do
3: twelve yeah, rounds. Yeah, yeah,
1: or sort yeah. Of I think that's right. Um, plus, you know, it would appear to be anecdotally anyway that the players maybe not as fit as what we should have been full mm. stop. So I think there's that and playing different roles, perhaps, than what they have done previously. So to throw that all into the mix, you can see why he said what he said at mm. the start of the, uh, the season. Yeah. To be honest with you, I,
0: th- I can almost understand why people might raise their eyebrows when, when you talk about. Fitness because you think, well, these are professional athletes who spend every day training. Um, why aren't they you know, as fit as needs as needs be for the job, for the role, for whatever role, whatever manager? But And I, I say I understand that, but then I think that's not recognising the nuances of, of the way that you say different managers approach things. And really, I have to say, I think from what I've observed and from clearly what we've all observed, Roberto Martinez and Koeman are quite... There's quite a big contrast in that respect. Um, Everton didn't press hardly at all under Martinez. Not certainly not to the level I wanted to see. Sometimes, don't get me wrong. Now and again they would, but generally speaking they just stood off when they didn't have the ball. So it doesn't happen overnight it doesn't happen overnight and I think we're still following that process I know these guys train every day I know they're fit to fiddle anyway young men but to build up that level of stamina where you're doing it above and beyond if, if it was that easy every team would do what Tottenham did against, yes, against, against yeah. at, at White Hart Lane
2: but you've got to have the quality in players as well it's no good just running around like headless chickens for 90 minutes well, you've got, you've got, got a, to have quality you've got to have well. quality
0: um, intelligent players who can, who can do it because the key point, as you say, anyone can run around, anyone can get really fit and run around mm. like a headless chicken, but it's knowing when to press, when to not press, when to go, when not to go, yeah. and doing it consistently for 90 minutes. Because you only need one person not to do it right, and David Silver's played around but is it.
3: is Isn't the key to hold that point then that you've got to have players good enough to play that way?
2: Which was the reason, sorry, Phil, you said Tom Cleverly will play instead of Ross yeah. Barkley, and you're spot on. Yeah. They were the reasons why... A, a revict trick. <laughs> they were the reasons why Ross was sat on the bench and Tom Cleverley was on the pitch. Because Cleverley, ability-wise, couldn't lace Barkley's boots.
3: No. But for sheer fitness and work rate, Tom Cleverley is mm. head and shoulders above him. And also, when we're talking about, you know, why the kind of his emphasis on the fitness, because if you looked at the two teams, yes, uh, uh, on Saturday, Man City have got the players to play possession football, we tried to play possession football in our two and a half, three seasons under Roberto, and evidently we didn't have the place to do that. And Ronald has recognised that and gone, well, where, where, the, where the ethos would have been, let the ball do the work, in theory, under Roberto, because we're going to have it all the time. It's not really good enough to, to do that now, so we'll do the work to get it back.
2: We've talked about it. what players have we got that suits the way Everton play currently? I know he's only been there a couple of months, Cumin
0: out oh, of the current crop which players are suited to play this pressing game would you say well uh, well, you've just named one Tom Cleverley yeah. L- like it or not because mm. I understand that he's not ticking the boxes that you really want to be pressing for a top four finish You don't th- I don't think he's of the calibre required for us to be regularly beating teams like mm. City or Tottenham or United but as it stands given the squad we've got that's why he's back in the fold mm. ahead of someone as you say who is less talented than, than Ross Barkley uh, obviously Idrissa a is up to scratch he's come in under the new manager Gareth Barry just finds a way to, he's such an intelligent player he'll do it anyway I think both full-backs have yeah. got it uh, As when I say both fullbacks, I mean your first choices your, your yeah, Seamus' yeah. and your Baines um,
1: you know Two uh, centre-backs have got it as well. Yeah, anyway, centre-backs have
0: got it. I think the problem is is in
1: the final yeah. third. Yeah. yeah, I mean, two centre-backs need to press. We're not under- no, 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 not really. given the playing against the yeah. yeah. uh, uh, number yeah. 10, so to speak. M- yeah. Yeah, They've I, got I, to press them. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure, but McCarthy as well. Sorry, Thanks McCarthy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I have
0: to say, you, you, McCarthy, mm-hmm. you're right to mention. It
1: was great to see him back. Yeah, well. I thought yeah. he, he did. Right. Well. I thought when he came on, he thought he did well. I thought cleverly did well. You know, people talk... and don't want to talk about... Specifically Saturday, but you know you, you know you hear like phrase like "backs to the wall" and oh, It makes it sound it's all a bit panic states and stuff like that. But I thought it was a really clinical defensive performance on 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 Saturday. That was you can see there was a clearly planned way of playing that the players carried out really really well. Yeah, and, and that's what you want to see. It wasn't necessarily like it was all hands to the pump. Type no, thing, no, you know what I mean. Where you think we come away thinking, "Oh, we were lucky there." They got away. They actually restricted City to. Probably, if you think about it, take away the two penalties. I think City had six shots on target, which there was only three mm. that were with, with the two two great saves by Stekelenburg and I think the, the one by Nacho by the, the near post, and we had two really opportunities, mm. yeah. which was Dale Alli and Andrew Carco So I thought it was a clinical defensive performance. You can see, you can see there. That's why Koeman is a proper manager and play. He, his experience built up over the years enables him to. Yeah. And I don't buy this that you can put anybody out to defend.
0: No, yeah. you've got to be able to but do I tu- it But I right touch there. on what you said, though. I think, and I'm not being not being a moaner, but the only thing that undermined that a little bit, and I think Koeman will be hopping mad when he watches it back, or well, I'm sure he's done that by now, is the goal. Because it was so clinical, and they restricted... City didn't tear us apart with yeah. this quick, want, as, Phil, as Phil said, for Barkley, only had to, or Michael Ball, rather, Barclay only had to sit and watch the way Aguero and, and Silva, they're not doing fancy flicks and tricks, now and again they are, but it's all control and a high pace, we weren't torn asunder like that, it actually took Everton to switch off, which they did, I don't know, if it at that point in the game, I think the City made the substitution, uh, we didn't clear a corner properly as you say, and the nature of the goal was frustrating, given how clinical and um, regimented they were for the rest of it. The... But to let Nolito kind of steal in, really, I, it was frustrating. It a shame
1: with Cadbury, isn't it? I mean, to be fair, I mean, I think that's a problem with is a bit of the afternoon, I mean, mm. though it's easy to criticise sides for the penalty and Coleman because the two of them, I don't know the first the, one, yeah, yeah the yeah. first penalty. It all started by Balassi, did, did he like had one of my nine irons that was sort of like, yeah, and, like, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. If you declare it up the pitch, they're not getting a penalty. Mm. So, I think, I think that was a couple of things there, but going back to the pressing thing, and it was maybe a little bit apparent on Saturday. We, we mentioned all the names there, and as you said, Greg, we didn't mention any of the front. Three or four. Players. Use of the world. And even Rom he sort of. First
3: half he he, he was sulking so for. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then suddenly I mean bef- even before the goal in the second half, I, I assume the managers obviously said something, and now Rom had obviously said there was a great deal of positivity in the change. Room <laughs> the <half. Yeah. laughs> I, I suspect there were some strong words headed in his direction. Because in the second half he was he, look, he looked like he just suddenly embraced the idea of what, what he had to do. Yeah. And he knew and he went, actually I've got to do this for the team. And, uh, and also for myself, if we're going to get anything. So, he, I thought he was really good in the second half. His goal aside, which was superb, I think generally he was very good.
2: I think one player that stood out for me was Ashley Williams. I thought he was immense. He, he looks as though he's been playing for Everton for a long, long while. Him and, Jagielsa, exactly. <laughs> him and Jagielka, exactly. Him and Jagielka at the back have been outstanding. But him, um, just head and shoulders, you can just see he's a leader on the pitch. His blocks, his interceptions, the way he carries himself on the pitch. He's exactly what Everton needs. Which probably leads us on to our next conversation around Romero Funes Mori. Where does he fit in there? Do Everton looks look to sell him in January or does he even get
3: anywhere near the squad now? I, I don't think, as long as Jags and Ashley Williams stay fit, he can get in that team because I think we might mention it on Monday's on podcast, so forgive me for repeating it myself. But what really impressed me about Jags and Ashley on Saturday was their positional, positional mm. play, always being in the right place at the mm. right time. In the channel, you know, on the edge of the sort of six-yard box, when crosses are coming in, who's there? It's Jags or it's Williams getting the body in the way, clearing it. They just know where to be. Now, I don't think Funes Mori. He's not as experienced, so we've got to we've got to mm. acknowledge that. I don't think he's that type of defender from what I've seen. I, and and even I would it... love to, to prove me wrong because you know we spent a lot of money on him, um, and well, it was for us back then, yeah. wasn't it? Um, I think he's more of a heart on your sleeve intense defender but he plays on the edge he'll either smash an opposition centre uh, forward and win a massive header to seal the game and he'll go up there and score the winning goal or he'll cost you he plays on the edge for me too Mm. much I think Mason Holgate ahead of him now
1: when you're looking at someone to back up the only thing with Fooness going for him is he's left footed
2: yeah Yeah. and he
1: does does give you the goal threat as well I mean going back to your point I mean it was a great goal by Ron but it started by great clearance at the near post was it was it Jags or Williams really, really slid oh, in and kept it William Ashley it. Williams yeah. Yeah, and, Ovi Adol. Ovi Adol. and it was a great goal uh, to be honest with you you say about Ron but it was a great goal between it went from um, Williams to Oviedo beat the man to to, to, to Gay to Gay to I I
0: think, to
1: yeah. yeah I went to Lukaku as well because Otamendi got drawn out didn't he? Yes. he followed Lukaku and I went back to Gay to, to Balassi, Balassi. so we scored bad. from about five or six touches before it got to Ron from mm. sort of the edge of you know the our near post
3: yeah
1: Without it's the city good, play, yeah, with really the city played, not touching the ball,
3: and I thought it was a good well, goal from that, start to finish. I mean, I'm not, I'm, i don't want to blow the the podcast trumpet for itself, but I'm sure we said all all of us said early on in the season when we were talking about how we play, mm. and that we mentioned City early on, and we all kind mm. of said. On the counter-attack, we'd be, we'd be confident because we've got Yannick now, Yeah. and so it proved. As I said, he's suited.
2: We, we've seen the games this season, Yannick mm-hmm. Balassi hasn't pulled up any trees at home, but away from home, we've been yeah, really he crucial for Yeah, comes I mean. alive, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: I have to say, just fi- finally, thoughts on City before we talk about Burnley. I think what really pleased me with Ron, and I'm up and down with him, I'm generally speaking sometimes... I know I give him a hard ride. Maybe I'm not his biggest fan in some aspects, but I never doubt his ability. And if we get a chance, they're at a premium at the Etihad, mm. and we've got to be clinical. And, you know, generally speaking, I said to you, well, he might have fluffed that, but fair play to him it was an absolutely brilliant finish. And he had a lot to do, by the way, yeah. and, and it was great. And if he can maintain those levels of second half desire, intensity, and that, that clinical edge, then he'll do for Did me Did Do you think he needs... <sighs>
2: It sounds stupid here, but he needs a centre half to go through the back of him in the first five minutes, or he needs an early goal for him to make his game come alive. It sounds stupid really, but yeah. some strikers need that. He seems to me as if he needs
3: that. I don't think he needs the centre half to go through the back of him because I think that just, that just like. But it's to wakes wake him up, Phil, doesn't it? I don't know if he does. I don't think he's that type of player. I don't think he gets riled by that and goes, right, I'm showing you. I, it doesn't strike me as that sort of person. What, what he does? him like? Strike what, what, he, he strikes me, and I've said it before, he strikes me as the sort of person that feeds off the rest of the team's performance. And if he goes, we oh, were on it today, right, I want to be on it as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's yeah. how, I mean, I, I'm amateur psychology. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you yeah. never
0: see Everton where they're the stinking out from one to nine... And then he's there on his Rarely. own. I
3: mean, last season Spurs at home won all. He, he led the line really well. Yeah. Um, obviously, he, he did it against Chelsea in the cup. Yeah. But We're talking about selective games now. That's that's the challenge for him. I mean, it always has but been. A game,
2: sorry, sorry. Gary, a game when the goals have come from Rom this season. It's the attacking midfielders have been closer to him supporting him.
3: Yeah. He feeds off the all
2: field. the time, and he don't have to be Einstein to work this out. Just when. when when a Balassi or a Delefeu or a Morales are so close to Rom, that's when his game comes alive, because well, defenders are getting
0: dragged out. Why do you think he tried to sign Gabi O'Dean? It was clear yeah. he needs someone supporting him, getting closer to him than we've managed for large parts of last season.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, two things I'd say about Rom is, first on Saturday, as soon as he got the ball there, thought, that's going in the night. Yeah. I think yeah. There was yeah. lot, every yeah. Everton fan watching that game thinking, yeah. he's going to score him. That's as, as he picked up yeah. the ball. And the other, the other thing I'd say is, and I've mentioned this before on the podcast, that's why we're paying Cummins six million pounds a year to, to resolve that problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a, as a relationship with the yeah. player is actually it's Cummins using all his experience to say, "Listen, yeah. you know, Andy Carter used to do it with Joe Royal. Joe Royal was exactly the same. Right, he, he was well known as like the, the soft centered centre forward. Yeah. You know, Joe Biggs was on fire, yeah. Like, yeah. and you could never get Joe to, yeah. to um, you know, you know, and, and Joe was a big fella. You know, he was thirty and a half stone. At, you know, um, you. Get him to throw his weight now because right. he, he's. I would say it's the same mentality, Ron, but that that sort of. Yeah. You know, some players are just like, like Dampers, that, aren't yeah. they? And, and it, that's up to Cooman and Ron working together with the back rooms yeah. to, you know, to sort of get him playing you know, like he can.
3: But the problem yeah. has been the problem right throughout Ron Lewis' career, career from when he was at Anderlecht, right to this point. He still scores goals, he's got 68. Oh, yeah. So you're going, he's scoring goals, he's getting his wins, he's getting his points. So, you know. How can, I be, how can I complain? He's the best striker we've had at the club for
2: many years. Many. Whichever way you want to look at it, for work rate or heading or shooting shots on target, whichever way you look at it, he's one of the best well, centre-forwards we've had in a well, blue shirt in 20 years. I'll
0: just count, I'll, he, I'll see that and raise his first sure. punch before well, we crack on. And be so goals.
2: He, I agree with Tony. Strikers the are there for yeah. a reason, Greg. They're there to do a job and hold the ball. And I know, up hold ball. the ball. Up. Well, and do, you want, do you want someone like Marcus Bent to run the channels and score ten goals a season, or do you want someone who's paid to put the ball in the Just back of the net? Wants to
0: control the football. Yeah, but if
2: he's scored in twenty a season, that's what he's paid to do, isn't he? That's so, doing, ooh, But
1: that's the eternal, but it's an interesting. That's point. the internal debate. It, it, it? Could, could be argued. Sorry for Could be argued that the three behind somehow are working as well as, but the they should be doing, because Rom doesn't hold the ball up and bring him into play, so he, he they can run off him, you know, there's... He's there's he scored on 20 goals a season.
2: That's yeah. why
3: I said this has been the problem, you know, and I remember speaking to his old coach at Anderlecht, he said we couldn't take him out of the team and develop him properly and work on his touch, take him out for a few weeks yeah. so you were... Because he was scoring. Yeah. And the crowd would go mad if he didn't play him. And the problem five, six, seven years on is still the same. Mm. He's just very slowly getting better at some of those things. Would
2: you back him to score against Burnley on Saturday, Greg? Well... <laughs> <laughs> Never mind his first touch. Would I you would said, back him to score on I Saturday? Would I, would
3: certainly,
0: <laughs> I would certainly hope, yeah, exactly. If it's played in front of him or into the challenge from to run on to, then yeah. I mean, Burnley is an interesting one, isn't it? Because it's almost like whilst we've got this sniff of being in and amongst it which we still very much are you know it, it feels like a must win game for me You look at the form there and coming into the game alright they're at home uh, and Sean Dice is no mug he's, got a, he's actually got a half decent squad there yeah, yeah. sounds condescending it isn't meant to but I still think we should be going there and turning them over yeah definitely I agree but when you think about it this is going to be a totally different game I know it sounds stupid
2: but against Manchester City Burnley stats this season prove that off the ball they are
3: top of the list. They'll be pressing as much as Everton will be looking to press them, won't they? Yeah. That's the way Burnley play. And the thing is, you look at Burnley's form, and I watched a bit of the game um, played Southampton, didn't he, on Sunday and, you know, they've been to Leicester and been beaten by the same, or 3-0 and stuff. Home form is where it's at for them. Yeah. And you, if I, I watched them play Arsenal at home, and they got done, didn't they, by a very mm-hmm. controversial goal in the 95th, 6th minute, or whatever it was, you would probably argue Burnley were a match for them, if not the better team on the day. Went close themselves a couple of times because Turf Moor will be behind them on Saturday because they know they're better at home. They'll be tight, they'll compact, they'll work hard, as you mm. say, Tony. And so it's a really interesting game because for them, you know, if, you're, if privately Sean Dyche is probably going get a point here, he'll be happy. You know, yeah. we, we know we'll be quietly confident we can maybe upset them and get three. But if you said to me you can get a point and you go home. Please, so they'll be, they'll be set up to straight. Different team so obviously different tactics,
2: does Ross come in and replace Tom Cleverley?
0: Yeah it's a good, good question so I, it, it all depends what I guess he's been like in training in the meantime because Ross strikes me as someone who's I don't think there's an atti- ever an attitude issue mm. there so I think he'll have taken it on the chin being rested, dropped whatever you like mm. hopefully we will have watched and learned and I'd be tempted to, to recall him. But then again, you drop him cleverly. Then, OK, it's horses for courses. And I don't think Koeman will lose a, a millisecond sleep of whatever decision he does. But uh, maybe, yeah, maybe this is a chance for Ross to come back into it. Or does he just stick with the team as, as it finished? He
3: just like sticking with teams. Against, yes, against, that against
0: that. City. And maybe think to use Ross from the bench. Because I think what a lot of people felt Ross needed was a period of coming out of the limelight. And starting with him straight away after, I wonder if that's not really, you know, a bit contrary to the plan for Ross's chances of getting them back on track.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I mean, there's some other selection issues there as is well. You, you keep your front three like you did on Saturday. No with, chance to you, start. Yeah, don't yeah. I think we all know
0: who I, I <laughs> don't think starts. Yeah, dropping Rom? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I've told you it's his first touch. <laughs> no, okay. no, not Rom, not Rom. So. Morales, I would so, yeah. personally, I would yeah, all day. Or, would you bring
2: Morales to start instead of La Taylor? Yeah. Are oh, you going for two, three, one? Yeah. Yeah. But,
1: I, 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 don't know. I could you, could you um, play? Could you play? Setting aside, If you brought Morales in for Taylor, Faye still play. What he did on Saturday, but play cleverly further up the pitch. I don't think yeah. he ever does
0: anything when he's played further okay. up the to
1: pitch, Tommy. I'd... That's my
0: issue. no personally. With... That's yeah. my issue
3: with Tommy. I, I've said it before. Yeah. He hasn't got an identity. He hasn't got yeah. a position yeah. for me. Marnes
0: <laughs> said he could do it. <laughs>
3: yeah, and that's part of the whole spiel of when he signed him. He said he was going to play up there, but yeah. that quickly changed. I think. I think if I was Tommy, I'd be saying to myself, the the position and place I could excel slash progress under Cooman is where he played on Saturday at City. Yeah. 'Cause I can't see I can't see no. loving him on lockdown. Because on he's yeah. not quick, is he? He's not a quick player. I
2: don't think he's got the ability that way as well. No. Jokes. Uh, he, he hasn't he hasn't got the where? ability to unlock a defence. Where did he used to play for United? He was sort of in the, he, the mall where he's playing yeah, now for he, Everton.
3: He, he played holding, didn't he, a few times and yeah. the, that has been an issue, hasn't he, his career? But, he seen, it?
2: Interestingly, I remember when he was
3: at Wigan, he was creating lots of chances there and he scored lots of goals. But that's as the thing well. he played every week. Yeah. Didn't he? he was he was like you're on you're in the team, you'll get and that's what I mean. I, I he doesn't, for me, I don't think and I've not asked him, but I'm guessing he won't see enough of him in an attacking sense. He's not quick like Balassi. he's not strong like Balassi, and he's not as talented as something like a David Silver, etc. Yeah. So I think his best chance at Everton to prolong his, his career
1: at Goodison is to, to fight for one of those defensive mm. positions. Going back to the Ross point, then, but taking all that on board, has Ross done enough to stay in the team to, 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 to get a recall? To get
2: oh, for me, no. Not, not for me, because when he's come in, he was taken out the team for a, few, for a game or so, wasn't he? taken off against Sunderland, come back in, didn't pull up any trees, and he's been dropped since. So, no, he hasn't justified it. We can't just play him because he's Ross Barkley, and he's a scout and he's an Evertonian, because he's got great ability. Yeah, we all know that, but performances on the pitch haven't justified the selection. So, for me, I think Tom Cleverly starts, and Ross is on the bench again, and until he learns, when he comes in and he gets his chance, he's got to work. The socks off and get it and keep his shares because he hasn't done it this
3: season. I don't know if work work rate a problem for me with Ross. I, I think it is. I think it's massive. I think I think that he's he's taken on board what Ronald said, and I think he does work hard. Maybe he doesn't do it in the right areas. I'll, I'll you know concede to that. I think the problem is is what he does he does when he gets it, when he gets the ball. This is where he's where his, his strengths lie. That's what Ross is about. That's where he should come alive when he gets the ball and he can run at defenses. And that's why I don't think he's in the team because I don't think he's been doing it enough. And, you know, Rats made that point, didn't he, in his column a few weeks back saying he thinks Ross slows up the play. And I'm starting to, I'm starting to see
0: that. Uh, okay. know, yeah, and do you know what, what else as well? And, and to be fair to him, this hasn't been an issue in, in the past. I don't know why the lad, it's just like he's, this crisis of confidence, but he doesn't score enough goals as well if you're going to play in that position and have the reputation, well, forget reputation, that's unfair on him. He doesn't pose enough of a goal threat anymore. No, no. I'd, I'd like to know how many shots he's had this season. Uh, for me, it won't be as many as he's had when he first burst onto the scene yeah. and, he, and he, he was backing himself, he was shooting from distance and if they weren't going in, Everett would win the corner. You saw progress last season in that though, didn't we? He scored 12 Yeah, wins? he scored the of goals before
1: Christmas, the, didn't he? Right yeah, yeah, he He, was, spoke, and he spoke, spoke about getting in the right areas. He scored a couple for England as well, didn't he? Mm. Um, yeah, it's just... It's Did just you, a start about, him, the, you start him on Saturday, Gav? Um... I'd, 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 I'd stick with. It. If you wanted me to show a faith a team, in the team, I, I would, I would just, I'd stick with the 4 3 3 from Saturday when you mess around with the three yeah. in the middle. And, and as Greg said, probably put Morales instead the day of the fame. And, and between it's just a guy and cleverly get at, at all times, get one of them. You'd expect Burnley to play like they did it against Liverpool, wasn't it? Was it 80 mm. odd percent mm. yeah. possession or yeah. something ridiculous? Yeah. Liverpool lads, uh, I, I would do that because I don't think Ross has done enough to get back on the team. I think after after a performance like that at City, and I know what you, people say, oh, I was defensive, blah blah blah. I I think you'd have to say that the seven at the back or whatever in the, in the midfield deserve enough, another chance. Do we we're
2: playing Burnley here on Saturday, man for man, Everton much better than Burnley? So why would we be going there with three midfielders of the Elkhoff, Cleverly, Guy and Barry? Surely we should be a bit more attacking. Would he go 4-4-2 and call Valencia up there? I've got to win Valencia. I've got to buy hmm? well,
3: no, <laughs> This is the thing.
2: You, so you, I know, you what, you're saying. Saying. You, you I know what you're saying. You don't even play playing with three midfielders, do you? Well, you've got
0: to look at his options and that's yeah. the problem yeah. is that he hasn't really got the options to do what you're saying. Valencia, the jury's well and truly still out here. Yeah. Um, and that's it, really, isn't it? So, who else can you. So, he's only got a choice between yeah, Valencia they didn't and Rothley um, to change they, things around. The number 10 that they really probably needed. They didn't get a support striker for Ron. Maybe that, that's one in the same. They didn't get another midfielder, maybe a more attacking midfielder, which it hinted that they might have wanted. And therefore, with the un- unfinished art hunt until January. When you look back. So when we went to Turfmore
3: in uh, was it October twenty fourteen? Yeah. Samuel Eto. There you go. Samuel Eto. And, and you think he scored two man of the match, yeah. played them off the park. And you think that just highlights how much of that position has been a problem for Everton. Yeah. Going all the way
1: back does, and before. Yeah. And does. obviously it didn't work out with Eto for various reasons. Yeah. And no, yeah, we got away with it for years because we had Pienard and Baines on the left, didn't we? And it's yeah. just... Think, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly, That's why right, yeah. we got away it's with the, that like, that uh, creative thing yeah, you know, they and, were the number 10 wordy between them. Yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. sorry to
3: bring Liverpool into this, but you hear, we hear Reds fans that are our mates going, we've got a problem finding a left-back and there's been a problem since God knows when. Everton's problem's 10. 10. yeah. Completely. You can't, can't in Liverpool, solve them. In Liverpool like queuing them up, yeah. you know? We're like, we're yeah. we not fans yeah, it's Is up. this a case
2: of Everton just getting... As many points as they cancelled January, Greg. And I, think so, mate, fans yeah. the number I think so. I think so. To listen, I'm just going to have to throw as much mud at this until it
0: sticks, and then. I, I think you absolutely, anyway. absolutely, yeah. And I just think, you know, getting on to what Phil said again, I remember Martinez having a discussion him about Nolito. They played at Goodison in pre season, and Mil- Nolito played very well, and he was a known factor going into the game anyway. Yeah. And Martinez just, we asked him out him, don't think he's got it in the Premier League, I don't think he'll, he'll be able to do it in England. Look, I'm not saying he's he's proven ultim- already that he is mm. the real deal at City, but I think we've seen he can do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think we've seen he's an effective player. Just, a, and I'm not not having to dig at... Well, it is having to dig at Martinez, yeah. but he's not the only one who hasn't solved that conundrum. Um, Moyes didn't, you know what I mean? Morales, at different times, he tried to play there. And at one point, it seemed like maybe that's his position. Do- I don't really think it is, actually. I think Morales is, probably has to play it. Off the sides. Mm. Do, do we think that, although I mean, we
3: can't, we can't kind of become contradictory about it? But you know, we've all been kind of praising the clubs, despite this newfound wealth, the degree of prudence they've shown, and, and not wanting to be had off for one of the better transfer yeah. yeah. market. But do we come to a, a situation where it's become such a problem for so long, it has to be solved that we have to be willing as a football club to take a gamble? and pay the asking price on
1: a player that we believe is good enough. Yeah. Or more than the asking price in something. Yeah. Or
0: just pray that Steve Walsh can pluck another Mares out of the bag. I, I think we
1: probably need both, mm. Mm. don't we, at this stage? Mm. I, I, I just think for Saturday, I'm just thinking about this, is sometimes don't do what the opposition are expecting you to do, and I, I think I'm just wondering whether like, they'll be expecting Barclay to play and we'll plan mm. for that, is whether actually we don't do that does that
0: draw them out? Will they, they be drawn? Draw will they, they? Will they be they drawn? After after They're going to be in our faces out. from the off. They're,
2: They're going to be straight me. in our faces. Arrow, yeah. like they were against Liverpool, like they were Arrow. Yeah. Every on game this season, they've been in your face. This well. is the, the Mike, from Keane. <laughs> Keane's Keen. yeah, good. the air. Yeah. Yeah. We've yeah. seen as well. Obviously, Everton susceptible from crosses, as we've seen on Saturday. Burnley going to be
1: whipping them in. Yeah, yeah. Does it sound a little bit like the Bournemouth? Fix it. No, I don't say that. Guys. I can not I'm just, I'm yeah, just saying just yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying that the result will be the same. You know the same. I, mean? I know what you mean. No, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. So, what, what that game, so what what have we learned from that game then? That we couldn't press very well could we against but we have moved on since then haven't we because we got Bournemouth a, a better possession based team Burnley
3: but yeah. yeah. If uh, Burnley obviously Good possession sides.
2: Burnley are going to be the subtle opposite of that. Aren't they? Yeah. What yeah. we can't channel, let have the ball and then get him and play yeah. off him with what, board,
0: we, what we cannot afford to do is what we've you ask rightly. What have we learned? Is only turn up one half. A slow start mm. could be really dangerous at Turf Moor because yeah. if they get slithered a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, what might be in this area or even worse, well, score first. And, and you and, know and, it's going to be difficult for, one, for not one second in my
3: comparison to Watford, but Watford found to their cost. When they they were a slow start, they weren't pressing correctly. Yeah, because yeah. Troy Deeney came out after the game when they'd yeah. beat, been beaten two 0 Yeah, and tore a strip off these teammates, didn't yeah. it? He said then after the. You know, we were. That. You know, yeah. exactly, it's about it, as you say about stringing two 45s together. But it's about ridding ourselves of slow start because they'll be up for it to out the blocks and it'll be a physical game, won't it? Yeah. So it, it's 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 letting them know early. I know it's all football parlance and mm-hmm. intangibles and stuff, but it's saying early on. You won't out you won't out-runners, you won't out-jumpers. So how are you going to out-players? No, the not. clips I've seen of Burnley this season,
2: Vokes is integral to, to what mm. he does. He holds the ball up, he turns, he brings midfielders into play. So I think Ashley Williams and Fizio off, they've got to get hold of him yeah. because he's making yeah, he's yeah. making them tick more than anything.
0: Well, in that case, it can't be like it was at Bournemouth where Wilson was just bullied, not bullied, but... He just had jags off, really. Yeah, it was yeah. frustrating. Phil was on it straight away. Mm. It's like those two really experienced, tough Premier Division worn centre backs, and Wilson just had a bit of a field day. Yeah, they've learned, surely, they've learned from that. Well, they he should have known it anyway, but yeah. So, in
3: addition to that, because because what Bournemouth did, they use Wilson Wilson to come come short, flick on. You then use the channels of and I'm hopeful slash confident that he's learned from that has got to get his position play right, because remember that, that time at Bournemouth, they, lob, they lobbed it forward, Wilson beat Williams in the air. If, if Oviedo had held his position, which was 10 yards behind where he should have been, he would have collected the ball. But you stood right under Williams because he thought he had to press. Yeah. It was, yeah. Wasn't, yeah. It was the stupidest decision you've ever made, well, in, and well, they get him behind. so That's what Burnley will be looking at, and they'll be targeting Oviedo. <laughs> well, well, is he no chance of Baines? What's the first? I don't think so, do we,
1: at this no, stage? No. Doesn't look good. No. What's well, do your... Do, I know I'm coming off the back of like my successful 4-3-3 prediction uh, <laughs> <laughs> last Friday, by the way. Who <laughs> called City, by the way? Yeah. 1-1. Yeah. yeah. He was Thank two shots at yeah. 1-1, wasn't he? Uh, it was me as well, by the was way. It was 4-3-3 and one all. so, you know right, guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, would, you know, <laughs> that is probably the only time ever <laughs> the podcast. Would, is there an option to play, bear in mind, or, you know, what we're saying about getting that three behinds wrong? Not, it's not working or whatever. Would you play like three centre centre-hours and play the two full backs really high up the pitch? Three five two and play play Baines <laughs> and, and Oviedo was it's, not Baines Oviedo and, and Coleman Coleman sort of wing and then like you circle around with your three in the mm-hmm. middle and play Balassi and and Rome as, as I think term. I think when,
2: interesting I
1: think Balassi has
2: going to be a lot more closer this season. He's going to be supporting Rom. He's going to be. Yeah. A number 10 so to speak mm. We've just been saying it, Creativity That's what we're lacking Well I think we, we, we could possibly Already have it in the team As in Yannick Balassi. He creates chances
0: He causes havoc for defences So why not Push him no, more forward you, we I think we're falling Into the trap Of putting square pegs In round holes But, but if we're he's not creative He is You're right He's got those qualities But he's a winger So let's not Say well, but he can play as a ten right up to Ross, and therefore we solve the problem. Let's have that potential to cause that that creativity from the flanks, and find that player to come in but and play. But as we just
2: said, he's going to plug gaps till January. Would well, yeah, he possibly sorry, yeah. do that? Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. What you were saying no. In the long term. Would yeah. he do that? Would he say to Balassi, "You're playing as my number ten, Delaffei, <laughs> Morales on the
3: wings"? I was going to say width to me would be vital on Saturday because they're Going to be compact, aren't they? Oh, yeah, I shall have them. So you, the more chance you can get to spread them and yeah. stretch them, the better. Yeah, because trying
1: to play through the middle of Burnley is not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. 3 5 2 might be a better option on uh, on Saturday, um, if only because of, we haven't really got like up the top mm. at the moments. We haven't the, the wide men aren't really working mm. if you want Balassi to move inside, and maybe that could be an option. I mean, you know, we change it, can't you? I mean, Russell changed after 30 minutes at West mm. Brom, didn't yeah. he? So what we're saying is here is, is just what the starting 11 is. What we've learnt is that, you know, <laughs> if it's not working, it he will change it pretty That's, quickly. Yeah,
3: he yeah, yeah. so, did
1: change it. it, it? He, in second yeah, yeah, and,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Do you know what he might?
0: I don't think he should, but I could sort of envisage a situation where he just starts with Dale La Faye. Because yeah. the more you say that, you're absolutely right, width is going to be crucial. But, but what, was that, there was one little point, sorry, where Dale of Faye, from all his frustrations, which obviously, you know, there's many, he did. He showed that little of quality. He cut inside and he had a half-decent effort, which uh, did, did it just... Safety, Bravo, it over? safety, yeah. And won a corner. For me, it doesn't do it anywhere nearly enough, but I almost wouldn't be surprised if he started. But why does he keep his place in the team when the likes of Ross
2: is like... Well, that? why did he start ahead of Morales anyway? Well, it's th- been like, they've been much of a muchness. It's
0: either Morales or well, for me all. It's season, all for it? me, it should be Morales. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised, given that that he started them at City of all places, if he obviously sees something that's worth persevering with, maybe he's doing it right in training. So I'm arguing against my own kind of intuition is mm-hmm. that I'd always start Morales, but maybe Kevin isn't doing it in training. What shows you if he's swapping Morales and that it looks to me on a weekly basis,
2: it looks to me as if he's becoming frustrated with the pair of them. I'd say so, but if, if he ever has to settle with Morales or Delefeu in the team, not one of them
3: have had like five or six
2: games on the spin after exactly. Isn't it
3: interesting how kind of perception, maybe some people listen to this, they've never, they wouldn't agree with this, but perception's change. where we, we were kind of like overloaded with wingers at one point in the previous we re oh I just signed wingers and, yeah. and they're playing properly. You look at it now, going probably we've got a lack of wingers yeah. of the right quality yeah. or the right consistency. Yeah.
2: Well, we've got Balassi on one. Obviously, we've just up, it means. it's just them. That's what them the option We've got, yeah, got yeah. Lennon as well, haven't
3: you? But right? it again, he's, he where is
1: he does he but now. Yeah, we've got wingers, but we haven't got. Yeah, a uh, ram- you, uh, I want to say Premier League quality wingers. We haven't got a consistent we, one, have we? Wingers that fit in with Ronald Koeman's exact ethos. Style, right, it? Yeah. That's what what it is, isn't it? Really. I mean, we, we have got you know, half a bench full of them if you think about it. Yeah. It, it'd
0: be interesting. So, obviously, the, you know, Burnley is what we're looking at. Then, 24 hours later, we've got the mini-derby, under-23s, away at Tranmere, uh, David Unsworth's side going to uh, across-the-water filling. Really buoyant frame of mind after... Sounds like a bit of a mad game in Reading, really. Top of the league, yeah.
3: 6-3? 6-2? 6-3. Yeah, they were 2-0 uh, down after next to no time.
0: Then, Boom, the hash time.
3: Big, <laughs> <I, laughs> <I, laughs> big Umani ass, 21-minute hat-trick, gets them into the lead, go and score and get three more after the break, I think, and yeah. concede another. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're, they're flying. Um, I don't think Unzi would be too impressed if I had conceded three goals.
0: Did we put um, Martinez in charge of that game?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea, <or> <laughs> again. Yeah. Um But, you know, they are, they're flying um, and I think they are feeling the benefits, even though... The new loan system has come in for significant criticism, Unsworth included. The strength and depth that they've got available to them now, I think they've got a squad of about 30 players, right? The 23s. And they're seriously looking now like they could go and win that league. I know they're only playing games, but it's it's a shortened shortened league to what the the first team would play. And they're consistent, they're hard to beat, They, they play quick football, they press well, they've got a lot of talent. You know, players that last season we were saying should be in the first team. And now just regular in the 23s. So you think about that quality they've got. And they're going into Sunday's favourites. There's going to be a bit of a conundrum come January time, I say,
2: if they're mm. going into this under 23s, the top of the league, the flying, chance of winning the league. But there's going to be a lot of clubs looking to get these players on the isn't he? So where, where do you see this going?
3: It's, it's difficult, and, and, and that's kind of one of the criticisms and <laughs> where Unzi was kind of frustrated with it. And I know players have been frustrated and, and and they're people who maybe want to see those lads go and play in the football league because you know, there's still a feeling that maybe under-23 football and all the associated games are still a little bit sterile. It's not quite the same as going and playing in, the league, in league 1, League 2 for six months. And that's the difficulty, but ultimately, even if there was... A chance to win the league or something, it's always about the individual player, and the club will always make the decision for what's the benefit of that player and their development. But it's difficult because they can't <laughs> be called. Because,
2: because they're doing so well, Greg, as Phil's just t- touched on. It is about the player and what he can do, bring to the first team exactly, more importantly, yeah. and actually winning the under 23 league. That, that, that's that gone on for years. That, I think that's what probably, in an answer, you've seen Chelsea Manchester City, their under 23s and their youth teams have won leagues and cups. But there's still no player come from there. You team to yeah. the first team. The yeah. whole route and the, the problem, that's that's what it is. But this is where Everton come to the come to the, the fold is that them players they can finish bottom of the league for all the concerns, yeah. but for the benefit of the player. Is to go out on loan or go elsewhere yeah. and
0: become a first team regular. I remember Gav saying something similar over the summer where we we spoke about Everton's academy as well. It's, it's it's bridging that gap, and I know Gav's it's, it's, it's
1: impossible to bridge. Well, not impossible, but it's far difficult to to bridge. the matter what, it was hmm. because of, it's 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 wider now. It's, yeah, it's it's reserve team football years ago. It wasn't that difficult because you had to like a lot of first teams. because you. But well, everything has in the last thirty years has conspired against yes. uh, young players going going off through the ranks from uh, basically older play players playing longer, yep. longer yeah. careers. You know the the fitness levels as we spoke about at the start. of so the, the the I think it's that show there, but I've <laughs> not, <laughs> so yeah, you know Letterman. <laughs> You it's know, a, the, the, gap, the, 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 <laughs> size, the size of the matchday squads where you now got 18, so yeah. that means you, you can't, you know, you, you, you can't get away with having a squad of 13, 14 before, mm. you know, like you used to the years ago and have one sub, because you're 18. That, that means that there's no there's no scope for any young players to come into the starting left, because you've got 18, 21st team yeah. players, you know. Yeah. Um, there's a whole host of Bosman and foreign players, all, all this type of thing has all conspired yeah. against young players coming through. Through the ranks, and um, and I won't say impossible is not the word, but it's far difficult, and it's getting yeah. more and more difficult. And most probably, most important thing within that is managers will get two or three years if they're lucky to this sort those And who's going to, you know, you'd be, you, you wouldn't want you'd be very unwise to invest in a youth policy if you've got two or three years. Yeah, you know I mean, they go back to the class ninety two figs and got them in after he's won two, got two or three titles. So we had new outside. Yeah, uh, you're not going to do that now. So all them things combined uh, mean that it's yeah. very difficult. I think,
3: I think in the current situation at Everton with Ronald Koeman, I think I totally agree with you, Gav. I think yeah. he is now, as you say, he's, he's all about this contract. His three-year contract and getting everything back into Europe and getting and being at the end of the three years a team that could challenge for the top four. Now, you have got to be an exceptional player in the academy mm. to, because he. The uh, the manager is weighing up a situation where he goes right. Do I pick an exceptionally talented? Oh, sorry. Do I pick a talented young player from the academy and all that goes with it, all of the you know the goodwill and and and, and everything that goes with it? He'll give me everything. He's talented, but he's young and he's inexperienced. Or do I pick a less talented but yeah. wiser, more experienced player who knows the Premier League and I know what I'll get from him. And, it's, and, it, and I totally, I've got sympathy on both sides. Yeah, yeah. It, it is horrendously well, difficult. Well, ex-
0: ask Tom Davis and Tom Cleverly that mm-hmm. question. And I think so far we've seen, as you've just said, Koumene on the side of caution at slash experience. Um, you know, we, we date, that, that was the almost the dynamic, I think, that kind of proves your point. However, Phil, you've watched a lot of the under-23s over the last 18, 18 months, two years. How exciting and talent is Liam Walsh? Because he, like, people are still talking about him. He just seems to, be to, to me to be getting better and better.
3: I think in the last three to four months, he's really kicked on. And the sort of cruel irony was that on deadline day, he had offers to leave on loan, but the club kind of said, no, we want you to stay at Everton. We feel that at least until January, this is the best thing for you. Now, by all accounts, I wasn't at Reading on Monday, but by all accounts, he was excellent. He was excellent at Cheltenham when they got beat. Um, the, the thing with Liam, I guess, is is whether he's physically ready to. to That's step, what I was going to say. And his it, uh, physique for me? But that, to I mean, playing uh, that role, but he's a, he's an incredibly talented young lad, and he's so tenacious. And it's difficult because you want to say, well, let's give him a chance. Let's see if his talent and his tenacity and his will to win and you know his Evertonian spirit. Mm-hmm. Negates the fact that he's not the biggest lad because he's, because he's playing against big lads every day, just not men. He's gone and done it at Yeovil. Yeah, but he was. So... Set, I remember, sorry Phil, I remember him, he was
2: sent on, on Lonely in Yeovil last season, wasn't he? And I think there was a couple of games where I was watching him mm. and he was getting frustrated. I think he got sent off in one of the yeah. matches as well because these are big lads he's playing against. And for me, I'm not doubting the lad's ability, he, he looks brilliant. But if you're to step up to the Premier League, yes. you've got to be physically. And mentally right, and he doesn't. For a, for a player who plays in the position that he's playing in, he's got to be physically right. So, and he doesn't seem that for me.
3: I'm not playing on. devil's advocate, and I'm not saying yeah. Liam Walsh is as good as David Silver, yeah. but David Silver isn't a big lad. Now, I know he's a wonderful player, so is there not an argument to say, well, if he can do it, why can't Liam Walsh be given? I think you have to be really special. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, if you yeah, haven't yeah. got the
2: physique of a, a player of Daryl. Well, You've got to be extra special well, what in your about,
0: What about on the other end of the scale from David Silva? You know, not, not, maybe not, not that far down the scale. I'm not being disrespectful, but Leon Osman came into the Premier League 11 years ago. It, it might have been more physical than ever, but it was still full of men then as well. Um, and he thrived and he made rightly or wrongly, because I can see your face <laughs> sour and quickly. <laughs> he had a career. Without ever being this unit in the centre, that you, and I know what you mean, and the thing is Kuman does like powerful, strong. Yeah. And that's what might go against Liam at the moment, unless nature kind of you know, gets, a, gets a move on with him and he does develop that power. But I just think... Oh, I think I like he is, we've see
2: we seen... Tom Davis. Now, I remember watching him 18 months ago when we were there in Southport. He looked like a young, skinny little lad who was just playing in midfield. And we've seen him in the pre-season this season and he's physically built himself up. Yeah, he's he's been up in the gym, up, you yeah. can see
3: it. But then I would say, and I, 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 I really, really like Tom as a player, he's not been really anywhere near the first team, has he? So it all goes back mm. to the point I'm making. I, I, I fear that it's, the gap is actually growing at the minute. And you've got to be exceptional maybe you've got to be a player like Dominic Calvert Lewin, who's been in the football league yeah. at Sheffield United and Northampton and played and has, has gone well has gone to Coombe Look. Well I've i I've, I've played against men. Yeah. yeah. So I know what it's all about. So
1: keep an eye on me because I'll be ready. It's, it's incestum on that, isn't it? Um I was thinking back to Ryan Ledson a couple of years ago was yeah. the, the next big thing and yeah. it sort of you know, that didn't happen. And you know I'm not the thing is about this is Everton's Academy, obviously, at the moment, is really, you know, it's a reflection on Ed, Edmund, Everton, Everton, <laughs> Everton's Academy per se, is it? It's no. just a reflection on the way football Us, in this country yeah. is structured, isn't it? Uh, and and I, I agree, I agree with Phil. Um, I think you'll see in the future more along the lines of the, the Deli Alley model of, of well, picking the better players from the, you know, from the, the, the lower league. divisions who've shown you can do it. And they'll be yeah. like, the academy graduates so I, I think you'll end up and that's not a reflection on the Evans no, Academy no. It's, just, it's just the economics of football and if you look
3: at the graduates in inverted commas that we've seen and have, have had a decent run in the first team over the last few years Brendan Galloway came from MK Dons yeah. John Stones came from Barnsley Mason Holgate oh, came yeah, from, from Barnsley, Barnsley. Yeah. and as you say it's absolutely not a reflection on the talent and the ability and the coaching of Evans Academy because it's first class arguably I'd say second turn on people at Banging on about Chelsea's this week, but I think they need to come to Finch Farm and have a look. Yeah. But it's 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 being able to say to a manager like Ron Koeman, who's come in from outside, I'm good enough; you can rely on me. And it's difficult. And, it's, and I, I, if we're if we're struggling to find, you know, to, to even kind of come up with an opinion either way, imagine how difficult it is for for Unzi and Ronald yeah. and the team because they're seeing talented players and they're wrestling with with their, with their ideas. So this game on on the
2: weekend against Liverpool. Every every listener right now is going to be saying, "Well, Phil, you're a regular watching the under 23s What key players shall they look out for? They're going to say, who's, the, who's playing well? Who's, who should we look out oh, for? We, who are
3: the players they yeah. should be looking out for in the well, derby?'" Well, we've mentioned two: Liam Walsh and Dominic Calvert Lewin. They're really on it at the minute. The you
0: know? goalkeeper, Phil, you've you've written. Yeah, recently. I
3: think yeah, I think I think Matty Hula has, has impressed me when I've seen him recently. Um, we signed him from a lower league club to the museum. He'd be playing in, in Ireland. Ireland, yeah. So he came over as nineteen, no, sixteen year old. I yeah. think so. So I would I would definitely say those three. Um, I'd say you one to, to look at um, if it, it, you might not play does not always start Harry Charlesley. He's an interesting player. Mm. Loads of energy, non-stop. You know, he, Evertonians if he played would immediately fall in love with him because he he's, he gives everything um, and he's he's a, he's a, he's, a, he's a talented lad. You know, he's not he's not a Liam Walsh talent in that yeah. respect, but he makes right decisions and. You know, um, John Joe Kenny's a great lad. Yeah. I think I think his decision making is excellent. And he's come back from a football league experience and he looks more of a rounded player. But again the difficult we talk about Liam and size and it's mm-hmm. difficult and you look at John Joe and you go, Well, where do you play? Sometimes he's playing at full back for twenty three, yeah. sometimes centre half, and you go, Well, I feel sorry for him because how is he going to be impressed Ronald Koeman at centre half? Because it clearly not, no, nowhere star. near, nowhere near the size to be centre half. But obviously, you know, yeah. circumstance, and he, he does a good job. It's, but he's a, he's, a, he's a great little player. Um, he's got everything, but mm. he does. He's just not six foot six.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. That's a, so I think that, that that shows you how well the under twenty is
2: doing. Phil, you never mentioned downloads, well, in Well, yeah, place. I mean, so that, that just goes to show us yeah, yeah, how well they're I mean, doing.
1: That, that I was, was one in the ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. I mean, that was a Stalin. Was a five-nil at Arsenal. Yeah. I mean, that, if you're going to Arsenal with their track record mm. and winning 5 0 I mean, that, mm. I mean, that they, must be one of the best performances of any
3: they, team they, in any level. Over the they last kept last they last kept u- they kept United in inverted commas the defending champions because they won the twenty ones League last season. Yeah. Kept them at arms length the other week when I went to watch them. It was third gear stuff. Um, and I know United have maybe lost a few of that players, have had to do a bit of recycling in terms of their squad at that level. But previously I'd been to United games and played Everton 21s, and United had been head and shoulders. Yeah. yeah. But the progression Everton's 21 slash 23s have made in this is in a third se- three season cycle of this being the third season, they nearly went down in the first season, stayed up with it on the penultimate day, then finished third, I think, last season. They're now top of the league and talking about winning it. So,
0: so let's hope for a, a, a good double the weekend, Greg. For a double, yeah. Win a turf more and then a derby, a little derby triumph that we can all uh, finish the weekend on a high. Well, thank you very much for listening. Um, predictions for the... We are... Both. Is right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, is yeah. right, Gav. Because yeah. I'm on a roll. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. I won. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I hadn't forgot.
1: and <laughs> not <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Predictions, right. So we'll, we'll come to you first then.
1: Well, uh, I was going to say... Uh, both games please yeah. <laughs> I was going to say you know why I said that because you no, know, Tony you were saying before about uh, Broncos record and stuff like this yeah. he's got 49 league goals 11 I think 11 games so, so, 11 so if gets, he, gets, he gets but as, a, touch he,
2: is, as touch isn't the best though who said that
1: 50, 50, on sat, 50, on Saturday, 50 on Saturday same record as Bob Latchford after 112 games is that right yeah So, so I'm, you're, I'm look at your
2: aguer against here son
1: I'm, I'm going to go one the channel. 1-0 win Rom on that oh, no. oh. 2-1 Everton
0: and I think Rom will do the business again Greg Everton are going to win and I hate to say it <laughs> but I think it probably will be something like 2-1 but no, no I'll tell you what I'm going to go absolutely nuts because it's Wednesday I'm going to go crazy and say 3-1
3: Phil uh, I think Everton will win 2-0 I think Balassi will score um, I don't know about the other score, but I'm confident Yannick I just sense He's, he's ready.
2: He's and, the, and, the, and the under
0: 23. And the under
1: 23. <laughs> what? I should, I should give, as bad as 3 1. <laughs> Can I just say that's possibly the weirdest prediction I've ever heard? We're going to win 2 0. Balassi will score, but I don't really know who's going to score. The other 1 <laughs> you know, yeah.
3: Threat from all over the pitch. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I and guess.
2: the under 23 to do what the under 18's done and give um, Liverpool
0: but, well, a good eye. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. Just stamp our authority on the, on the local, as we have for, for a good time, really. Yeah. Once again, thanks for listening. Um, it's been good to have the, uh, the Fab Four back. And, um, yeah, there'll be plenty more from us on Monday, Monday Night Review part, and next week as we look ahead to West Ham.